ones. Welcome to another episode of the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that God walks us through every season and transition and goodbye. Today, I am very excited to be having a conversation with one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Erica Solgis. We're going to be sharing some thoughts on what it looks and feels like when your children start leaving your home, start launching out into the world, either to college or a job or an apartment, the military, trade school, grad school, marriage, or any manner of going from the stage of life of them living with us full time to either they're coming and going like during the college years or they are going for good. Hey there. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, how about we start with you introducing yourself, um, how many kids you have, their ages and stages. Sure. Um, my name is Erica and I am a parent to four young adult children. I have one who will be a senior in high school, senior in college. Oh, see how fast it goes. Um, <laughs> yes. One who is attending community college and working, uh, living at home with me. One who just graduated high school and one entering his senior year of high school. Okay, so you are in the thick of the daily parenting still and the transition of letting each one go in very different ways. Um, and though, you know, everyone probably knows on this podcast, I'm a mom and stepmom to five with four extra like in-law adult kiddos. Um, I raised two of my own. Sarah's 25 and married and living on her own. Jack is almost 24 and living on his own. So I'm in the stage where I only hear like random things about their lives <laughs> when they happen to want to share with me. And there's nothing I can do to help or fix anything anymore, which is beyond maddening. So I listen when they talk. I answer a text when they text me. And I'm finding that I pray for them way more than I did when they were living with me, which is kind of crazy. Um, so I also wanted to start off by saying, since I don't know where this episode is going to go, um, I want to say up front that we both love all of our children <laughs> very, very, very much. So I'm saying this in case we get a little snarky and people wonder <laughs> what we think about our kids. Um, okay. So how about you share how the process of the emptying your nest season has been going for you? <laughs> I wish I could say it's been completely smooth and easy, <laughs> but it has been full of ups and downs. Yeah. Um, there, I've, I, it really has been a, a grieving process for me. Mm -hmm. There have been joys along the way, but many emotional ups and downs from being elated, scared, feeling kind of depressed. Yeah. Um, there's been, it's been quite an emotional journey. Yeah. What has surprised you maybe the most about this kind of weird season? Honestly, it would probably be the the depth and length of my grief over yeah. it. Yep. Um, I, I, I knew that this would be hard. Even from probably pregnancy on, I, I've kind of dreaded my kids leaving the nest. I can I love being a mother. Mm -hmm. I've given my heart and soul to this for the past 21 plus years. Mm -hmm. And even though I've been, I've been thinking about it, anticipating it, it's still been extremely difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, that for sure, the thing that surprised me the most was how hard it is. I feel like in movies or whatever, you get the idea that like, for instance, you drive a kid to college, go home and sit on their bed once and shed a tear. I mean, you've seen that like scene in a movie 
Um, and then bam, you're on to the next thing, which is insane. Um, that was not my experience at all. It's been a years long process moving from like, it was basically for me 20 years of the daily hands-on parenting to, oh, it's just normal that I have no idea where you are or what you're doing or who you're with or how you are for days or like weeks at a time. Cool. Cool. Um, it's so much harder than I expected it to be. Seriously, I think the back and forth years are maybe some of the most emotionally challenging for sure. Um, but what would you say that you think you've been doing well? Yeah, great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the thing that I have done well is, is you know, early in my mothering, I did learn about leaving margin in my life to... Mm not over schedule or overcommit myself. Yeah. And that has uh, been good for me in this season as I have just needed time to emotionally recover, mm -hmm. to regroup, to, you know, do self-care, spend more time with the Lord um, as I've been processing these changes and transitions in my family. And, and so that's why I feel like I've done well in this season is just still having margin to process these, uh, challenging emotional waves that I've been going through in this season. Yeah, that's so good. Um, the thing that I would like to think I've been making more of an effort of and actually making some headway is keeping my mouth shut and staying more hands off. Um, you know, if one of them's having a problem, I'm trying to either not say anything, <laughs> which is um, very uh, opposite my tendency. Um, or if I feel really compelled to offer my two cents, I'll try to say like, I have a couple suggestions. Would you like to hear them? Which gives them the option to say no. Um, or if they outright tell me about a problem instead of swooping in to literally fix the thing, I'm trying to say like, I'm sorry, that sucks. I'm praying for you and I love you and like literally do nothing about it, which is again, the opposite of me who's, you know, miscontrolly and was what do they call, um, you know, I've heard like the helicopter parent. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was that. I was the, oh, not snow shovels, um, snow. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is the a pl snow plow where okay, you go yeah. before the kids and like make their lives oh, easier. Yeah, I think yeah. I was maybe a little bit more of that. So it's really hard for me that I've been stepping back, but I've been working on it. Um, okay. What do you think you've maybe botched up a mm -hmm. bit? Yeah, it's, you know, as we find our new role in our kids' lives, it's it's really challenging. And I think the thing that I have maybe messed up a bit is, is sort of in the area of mind reading, where I think I know what my kids are thinking or feeling. Mm. I almost make an assumption about that. Uh -huh. And then with that, before we've had a conversation. So sometimes I have my feelings hurt for no reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, or yeah. the thing, the thing I think maybe they're upset about, I, I tend to think that that's me when maybe it truly has nothing to do with me or whatever. So I'm trying to more and more withhold my, my, my judgment or my mind reading on what's going on with my young adult child, um, before we've had that conversation and to find that's out good. what's really going on. That's really good. Okay. Yeah. This, I don't have this like jotted down, but that makes me think about, um, you know, when they're over the years in the, in the past, or even maybe slightly currently, there's been a stretch of, um, say text silence. Oh, oh yeah. 
And I automatically assume I've angered or whatever my kid and the number of times that they're just living their <laughs> lives. And when I say, are you mad? They're like, has nothing to do with you. <laughs> like, I'm just busy. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I would say the thing that, that I probably struggled with the most is not letting go enough. Um, I can have the tendency to over text. Um, I still do. I'm sure they would say, but I'm getting better, but like really slowly. Um, I even shared in, you know, last week's episode that, uh, Richard has said to me a handful of times, why don't you let them miss you? And I'm like, no way, man, <laughs> they can miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> They're not missing me now. Um, okay. So I'm going to read off some quotes and then we're each going to share some thoughts on each one of them. Um, so Stacy Eldridge, she's an author that I absolutely love. She's married to John Eldridge, another author that, you know, we love. And so she, I heard her say this a few years ago. Um, okay. You get to go first on this one. <laughs> she said, you can be okay. Even if your adult children are not okay. <laughs> That's wow. Yeah. My first thought on that is hashtag goals. Um, <laughs> nice. That I, I right. love, I absolutely love that concept. And honestly, I can see how that is a, a place I need to get to. Yeah. Um, that would be something that I'm working towards right now. I feel like my emotional life is so tied to how my kids are doing yeah. or how I think they're doing. Uh -huh. And that's not necessarily healthy. I, I, I need to jump off that emotional roller coaster um, and, and be steady and happy in my own life. So I can be a support to my kids, no matter what's going on in their life. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely, that's a place I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm headed, I'm headed there. Yeah. Um, it, when she said this, she is farther ahead in her parenting journey. Her, you know, three adult sons are older than all of our kiddos. But when I first heard it, I'm just like, Nope. Uh -uh. <laughs> like I don't buy this at all. Um, and the reason, I think the reason that that one, um, sort of stung was that I realized that I allow myself more times than not to not be okay. I'm choosing to not be okay when my children aren't okay. I'm choosing to take their stuff on. Um, but I'm sure deep down she's right. And it's a discipline to release them and their problems like over and over and over to God so that I can remain as okay as I can be. But one thing that um, even I literally just heard John Eldridge say this on a podcast like a couple days ago, talking about his kids, of, you know, they are farther ahead. Their kids, I think, are all in their 30s at this point. And he said, I still realized, you know, that I'm carrying my kids' stuff around. And he said, they do, you know, to be fair, their problems are adult problems now. It's not the little kid things that are kind of easier to let go of. So that made me feel a little bit better. Um, but yes, we apparently, according to Stacy, can be okay, even if our adult children are not okay. So I know you and I have like texted that to each other back <laughs> yeah. and forth. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Here's another one. Um, John Eldred says, loosen your grip on your children. No true loss is coming. Set your sights on the restoration to get you through. Now, I know that's like a huge mm -hmm. theological thing yeah. of believing that we believe in the new heaven and the new earth and that things will be restored. Um, but what do you, what are some thoughts you have on that? Yeah. So the way I'm, the way I'm kind of built is it, 
you know, is, is a tad on the melancholy side, yes. uh, a tad dwelling in the past, maybe a little too much. Mm-hmm. And because I've enjoyed being a mother so much, uh-huh. it's just, I feel especially hard for me to let go. Um, mm-hmm. This quote just makes me think about, you know, there are riches in this season too. And I truly do enjoy this stage my young adult children are now. And I, and I, it challenges me to kind of focus on that. Like, what are the riches Mm. of this season? What are the riches of the season to come? And then most of all, what we have to look forward to in, in, in the new earth. Um, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That is, Mm. I, okay. I even just love that you Mm. said, I mean, that's such a good point. I think, you know, we can, I don't know about you, but I can um, kind of beat myself up for like how sad I was for mm-hmm. how long I can still have a twinge, you know, I'll have a picture, or, you know, or sitting in my dining room where there's pictures of my children as babies <laughs> that I still have up on the wall. And I can look back and just be like, you know, just, I can feel it in my heart. Like I'll never get that back and that. Okay. But we got to be mothers Yeah, and I'm going to start to cry <laughs> and it's, because we loved mm. it so much yeah. that it hurts yeah. so much. So that's, mm. it's kind of a weird gift, but it is a gift. Um, that was a tangent. Okay. So, <laughs> so this quote I have like on my little, you know, my notes app on my phone, because it really can help to settle my heart sometimes when I'm like missing the younger years or the younger versions of my kids. Um, I, when I'm missing knowing what's going on with them, um, little extra side note. I don't know if, if Jesus does this for everyone or would do this for everyone, but something that I've been doing the past couple of years, that's been the sweetest little gift. I've asked Jesus to give me dreams of my children when they were little. And I've had some where like, it's me holding Jack or playing with Sarah at various ages. And I'm telling you, I'll wake up like my heart is full. Um, So that can be one little sort of tool to kind of help you, um, you know, kind of soothe some of that missing those younger years. Mm -hmm. But that quote also reminds me of like our truer, bigger reality, that it's not just these lifetimes that we're living here and now that we'll have like all the time in the world Mm -hmm. somehow magically with our children at some point. Um, anyway. Okay. So now Erica, I'm Mm -hmm. going to quote you. (gasps) Um, okay. So this was last summer. We were talking about our kids, shocker. And you said this thing that I was like, wait, stop, say it again. I wrote it down. I've written a blog post on it. It was just, okay, here's what she said, ladies and gentlemen. She said, "Um, 90% of my brain power goes to thinking about my kids. I just need to make my life better. And I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) what? Okay, so... I, it was like a mic drop for me. Um, you know, when I'm working on a work project or I'm on a date with Richard or hanging out with you or even cleaning the house, like I'm absorbed in that. Um, I'm not obsessing over the newest crisis or whatever, or that I haven't had a text in two and a half days. So the more we fill up our lives, the better, in fact, the better we are for our adult children, because we're also being an example of a person living an abundant life. So like you tell me more about that. So true. I, I've had a couple experiences in the past years and months where I realized truly how much 
of my brain space is taken up thinking about my kids. Yeah. And it's really, I've, I've realized it really is kind of out of proportion yeah. in this season and that I will mm. be a better mom to my young adult kids if I'm not focusing on them. I think, you know, if my quote was 90%, honestly, it was probably more like 95. And, yeah. and I need, I, I need that, that those percentages to change where I have other things going on in my life to fill me and truly, you know, to make me more interesting. I mean, Beth, I, I could quote you back of something you said about, you know, we want our lives to be inspiring mm -hmm. to our own kids. Mm -hmm. So what am I, what am I doing? What am I filling my thought life with my daily activities um, in, in a way that, that is inspiring to, to my kids and, and to other people as, as well, hopefully, yeah. um, you know, what, you know, is, is it time to get that part-time job? Is it time to go ahead and say yes to that volunteer opportunity mm -hmm. or Bible study? Um, what do I have going on in my life that is, doesn't revolve around my kids? Right. Speaking of, what did you go out and do, Erica? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, along these lines, when at the, around that time when I was realizing how much of my brain was taken up thinking about my kids, um, I decided to that it was time for me to go back to work. That's not going to be every woman's choice by yeah. any means, but that is what God was laying on my heart. So through COVID and having that extra time, I, I used some of that time to study uh to get my social work license back. And I've been working part-time as a mental health therapist. And wow, that has just been so right for me in this season. Mm, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And I bet whether your kids say it or not, they are too. I mean, what an example. Um, and that's such a, that's such um, like a picture of whether you were a stay-at-home mom the whole time or not, um, this, this can be, it's not all just bad and crying. <laughs> I, I feel like we maybe have made it like, they never text us anymore. And, you know, we're just walking around Target crying all the time. That's not a fully accurate picture. It really is okay if there's a part of you that's that there's like some relief, there's some excitement, there's yeah. okay, now I can do some of these things that I might have put on the back burner 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so there really is, you know, if you can kind of switch that perception of as your kids are going out into the world and you know, starting their lives, this is kind of like a fresh start for us too in this season. Um, so yeah, okay, so how about as we're kind of wrapping up here? To the woman who's about to let go of her first child for the first time mm -hmm. coming up, typically, you know, say this is, you know, this is going to run in the summer. And so for a lot of people, just the typical thing would be they've just graduated from high school. They've mm -hmm. got this summer potentially. And, you know, say September, August, September is when a lot of kids who are moving forward with college is their next step, that would be the time. So maybe, which I don't think I even put this in the question I sent you, but anything they could be doing in these months to a couple months that they've got, um, you know, to take advantage of in a good way. And then just in general, um, you know, what would you tell this woman who mm -hmm. this is her first time letting go of a first kid? Yeah. Wow. Um, still so fresh for me, but I think that 
what is just essential in this season is giving yourself enough time and space to feel what you need to feel, um, to let those sad feelings out, to journal, to practice some self-care, to spend time with the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like that space is so necessary to decompress and process. Um, at the same time, let some of that be about dreaming about what's next. What can you mm. say, you know, getting clear on what do you need to say no to in this season so you have time to spend with your kids and and to process your emotions and what, what, you know, give yourself time to dream a little too. What are you going to say yes to in the upcoming season that maybe you didn't have um, literal time for or space for that you're going to be able to say yes to in this, in this next season. Right. That's so good. Um, I would say one thing that I hadn't jotted down, but that I would say is um, don't be surprised how emotionally draining the back and forth Mm -hmm. is for the, especially the first year or two of college, if that's where your, what your situation is, um, them potentially coming home on random weekends Mm -hmm. where you're like, maybe both ecstatic to see them. And at the same time, you maybe kind of got used to whatever your family changed to when they left and they come home and they've been used to not having rules. Um, and maybe they just come home and they want to see their friends. So it's this weird, it's so weird. And so don't be surprised then when they go back almost each time, if you feel it again, um, it's just, again, those years of the back and forth were the weirdest for me. Um, So I would also just kind of really super encourage you to remind yourself, even if you have to like jot this down somewhere, that God's got them. God loves them even more than we love them, which can be hard to even comprehend. God's with them every moment. Um, Like I said earlier, my prayers have increased for each of my kids. Like I've noticed kind of since I can't give daily advice, since I'm not there every single moment watching over it, which... um, I think I maybe kind of thought, well, I'm controlling and I see there what's going on. And so maybe I just wasn't praying as much, but now because I don't have those things, my prayers have gone up, which can only be a good thing. Um, something I've even been doing is like, I'll rattle off some issue to God. And then I'll just kind of say to him, I can't fix this. God, you do it. Um, and that helps me release them a, a bit more into God's care. Also having at least one friend, we have, you know, another one in our little circle, um, have, who is in the same season. It's like saved my life and sanity. Um, absolutely. Being able to share stuff with them, um, vent and cry over our kids, such a huge gift. Um, so, okay. Before we wrap up, I want to give you all like a couple questions you can journal through. And this is sort of King off of Erica's realization that when our lives are better and fuller, we'll be less apt to dwell on our out-of-the-home children, at least a little bit. So question number one, aside from being a mother, what do you love to do? And maybe journal about this. If, you've, if it's never even crossed your mind, um, what do you love to do? And is there anything new you'd like to try? And then how can you work on shifting that sort of daily mothering energy to what your children need from you now. Um, it's a very different 
season of life, I even asked my kids, what do you need from me? I think one of them had a pretty good idea. One of them maybe didn't respond to the text. (laughs) (laughs) Hypothetically. Um, And also I've got one specific resource to share with you today. And it's my four week mini e-course. It will help you grieve and process because there's probably more to grieve and process than you're imagining. Uh, I'm not saying that to be discouraging. I'm saying it to like normalize it. So don't be surprised um, if it takes you longer to get through this. Um, It's going to help you. This course will help you practice letting go in tangible ways, um, teach you how to rediscover yourself um, and who God created you to be beyond the role of mother. Um, You'll receive four weekly lessons, four weekly reflection exercises, and I'd be honored to walk alongside you during this emotional transition. So I'll put a link to emptying your nest in the show notes. As a reminder, of course, this podcast, if it's been helpful for you or an encouragement, please share it, subscribe to it, support it, rate it, all those things. So sweet ones. Oh, first of all, thank you, sweet friend. Of course. For being on this episode with me. Of course. So grateful to use some of what we've been going through together these past years and share it with other women who are facing the same thing. Yes. So if you don't have someone in the season of life, we can be that for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So sweet ones, all that to say, no matter your mothering status or where you are in the child rearing or child going away years, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God. And he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone till next time. So, so much love.